Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for Lickin' On Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' On Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call-in line is 646-716-4972. Now here's your host of Lickin' On Lending, David Lickin'. Let's begin. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. It is Monday, October 7th. This podcast is created by mortgage professionals. It is for mortgage professionals, and we're so grateful to have you as our listener. As we say each week, our commitment is to bring you timely information in an audio format that you can listen to anytime, anywhere. And I love hearing all the testimonies of where people are listening to us. It's hilarious. I think we're one getting to be the mortgage industry's favorite workout app. It's how to work your body and keep you informed of what's going on. Anyway, today I'm really excited about today's hot topic. We've got Marcia Davies, who's the Chief Operating Officer for the Mortgage Bankers Association of America, one of our advertisers, one of our partners. We're so grateful. We're going to be talking about the upcoming Empower event, October 26th at the Austin Convention Center right here in beautiful Austin, Texas. We'll be hosting the whole MBA conference and the Saturday before, which is October 26th, we're so privileged and honored to have the opportunity to set up our recording booth there. And we're going to be recording interviews from many of the women leaders in our industry. And if you're there and you're listening to this, don't walk by the booth bashfully. Walk up to the booth and engage us. We would love to catch a few comments there. Alice will be joining me in the booth, and we're going to be honored to cover so much. We did this last year in Washington, D.C. It was a line out by the booth. We had so many people stopping back, and it's really privileged and honor to be there. And so, Marsha and MBA, thank you so much for giving us the honor of being able to be there and set up and record interviews. Also, I want to say we're proud to be a part of the Industry Syndicate. Check out all the podcasts at industrysyndicate.com. This week, we're giving a shout-out to one of our listeners. It happens to be one of our clients. I was just talking earlier on my weekly call with Bobby Nicely of Alcova Mortgage. He was saying how he enjoys the podcast. And he says, you know what? I mean, we were talking about interest rates and servicing and all the good things that go on with their business. And he says, you know what? Les Parker, was. I love the segment that he did about interest rates some time back. He's one of the few that nailed the direction of interest rates. He says, tell your listeners to make sure they sign up for TM Spotlight, Les Parker's newsletter that's connected with our consulting firm and also with this radio podcast. Of course, you hear Les each week and the wisdom that comes from it. Bobby, thank you so much for giving a Les a shout-out. We want to give you a shout-out. Alcova Mortgage, check them out, alcovamortgage.com. Google them. You'll find their website. If you're looking for a good home, it's a great place to be. Mitch Cohen, Director of Public Relations Communications at Black Knight, sent us this update. As of the end of September, the 30-year fixed rates were at 3.64. We're seeing a rally again. That means 20.7% of the national median income was required for the monthly principal and interest payments to be able to qualify for the average price home. 
It's the second lowest payment to income ratio in 20 months. So we're grateful for Mitch and sending this information over. Glad for our partnership with Black Knight. Also, check out all of the information when it comes to affordability the MBA publishes and also what Black Knight publishes. Do a great job on all that. So affordability is good, and that is a good thing. Let's get started by saying thank you to all of our sponsors, the Mortgage Bankers Association of America. Very grateful to have the partnership with them, again, to have Marsha Davies on with us, as well as Black Knight. Talked about them with their actionable intelligence platform, delivering data that drives growth and reduces costs. Go to blackknightinc.com. Also, Open Mortgage, leader in buying reverse mortgages and the home of some of the top LOs. Scott Gordon, we'll hear from him in just a minute, as well as Finastra, whose Fusion Mortgage Bot Solution addresses compliance issues. They do a great job. I was up in Chicago at their community event that they had up there. It's a community marketing event in Chicago, and it was for the nation. We had all the leaders fly in from literally all over the world. Finastra, tremendous event. Can't wait to have them on and talk to you more about some of the things that we heard and saw at that event. Also, a special thank you to ResX Warehouse Lending Division, a division of United Bank. Check out Ken Jones' interview on leadership, September 16th, The Three Pillars of Success. Grateful to have their partnership, as well as Lenders One and the Mortgage Collaborative. Both of these mortgage co-ops give you competitive advantages, meaning with lenders. These guys do not replace the MBA. We stress that. They stress that. But what it does allow by attending these events, it gets you up and close and personal and forming meaningful relationships with them in a more intimate environment. They both support the MBA. We support the MBA. So I want to be real stressful of these two co-ops and their proper role in their in the ecosystem here. Also, Velma, which is an efficient mortgage email marketing platform to get the word out, as well as KnowledgeCoop, providing easy and fun training for mortgage lenders, and Vidyard, powerful video communications technology that we use. Encourage you to consider sending out video communications. We're watching more and more lenders send out their approvals via a video. It's so effective. Also, AI Assist, powered by Conversica. Go listen to July 16th, Roman Venfield, the Conversica platform, one of the most sophisticated AI tools out there in the market. We're thrilled to have them. And as always, so grateful for Alice, Andy, Alan, Joe, for being here and making regular contributions to this podcast each and every week. Let's get over to get an update from Rob Van Raphorst with this week's MBA Mortgage Minute. Rob? Hi, I'm Rob Van Raphorst. Welcome to the Mortgage Minute and the latest news from the Mortgage Bankers Association. Last week, FHFA and Treasury announced agreements to permit the GSEs to begin retaining earnings and building capital. The agreements amend the current Preferred Stock Purchase Agreements, or PSPAs, to allow Fannie Mae to retain capital in the amount of $25 billion and Freddie Mac in the amount of $20 billion. The agreements also indicate an intent to further amend the PSPAs to adopt provisions broadly consistent with Treasury's recent Housing Finance Reform Plan. This includes the administration locking in reforms to the GSEs in a durable manner to ensure those reforms last beyond conservatorship. Also last week, FHFA sent a letter to the federal home loan banks instructing them to begin transitioning away from LIBOR in anticipation of its termination. FHFA directed the FHLBs, effective March 31, 2020, not to enter into new financial asset, liability, or derivatives transactions that reference LIBOR and mature after December 31, 2021. Investments tied to LIBOR that mature past December 31, 2021 should not be purchased after December 31, 2019. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining me. Good job, Rob. 
If you want to hear more, check out the MBA website. Rob does a video. It's a lot of great content on the website. And while you're there, sign up for the Mortgage Action Alliance. You do not have to be a member. You should be a member of the MBA. But if you're not, you can still participate in the Mortgage Action Alliance. Encourage you to check it out. You can Google it, go to the website, but be sure to sign up. I have the app on my phone, and it's so convenient to have my voice heard when it comes to communicating with our legislators on important issues related to our industry. So thank you, MBA, for the job you do on that. Thank you for making it so easy. Folks, become a member of MAA, Mortgage Action Alliance. Les Parker is here with this week's TM Spotlight and this week's Macro View of the Markets. Les? TM Spotlight Soundbites is brought to you by Amesworth Advisors, your corporate advisory board. Don't stop bonds now. They're having such a good time. They're loving the fall. Bonds love pain. The fresh round of falling global economic indicators gives the market an excuse to push rates back to their recent lows. Are disinflationary winds blowing? Look at the fall of employment in Europe. Consider the manufacturing declines in Asia and down under. Even recent data from the U.S. show slowing manufacturing. All support low inflation. Will it make a supersonic motion in rates? These views are my own. Go to tmspotlight.com to subscribe to my daily newsletter. Oh, yeah. That's almost better than a cup of coffee, you guys. That is just as uh, good. <laughs> good. Good job, Les. Appreciate it. And Gary Canterbone, who does the uh, audio engineering on that. No small feat to do that right. Check out tmspotlight.com. Go subscribe to Les's newsletter. It is free. And take a look at some of the recommendations. Stan Middleman said out there that Middleton said that he reads it daily, and it's been very powerful for him. Read some of the testimonies. So check it out. Joe Farr, we're not going to ask you to sing. I'm just have a conversation no, with you in the markets, but I do I do enjoy Les's segment. So, what you got? Sure. Busy week. Well, yeah, yeah, busy weekend. Well, and the weekend. It's yeah. quite a very busy weekend. Markets are flat this morning. So it's kind of an interesting event. Over the weekend, things like uh, the Chinese trade negotiators sought to narrow the topics for the upcoming discussions, eliminating a couple of the significant events that are on the U.S. side of the ledger, including government subsidies that they employ and, and their industrial policies, which I assume means utilizing uh, trade technological secrets, if you will. Yep. Also, Boris Johnson is again threatening to take Great Britain out of the EU without a deal. North Korea and the U.S. had had really different takes on meetings that were held on Saturday, and, and North Korea has called for suspension of the talks until December, and so who knows where that's going to wind up. That's not a big market mover, but a, a, an event to watch. And then, you know, a second whistleblower has confirmed the first whistleblower's comments uh, having to do with the, the president's conversation with the Ukrainian president, so giving a little more fuel to that fire. Today, there's no significant economic events on the schedule for release. Dave, last week was a good week for mortgage rates. NBS prices improved about 50 basis points. The yield on the 10-year fell 15 basis points. This was the first time in a while that we've had, we really had market movement associated with with U.S. economic data. Uh, Economic data, yeah. 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 Primarily, it it came from the ISM, the Institute of Supply Management, on uh, I believe it was Tuesday, a very weak yeah. ISM manufacturing number for September caused a big drop in stocks. 
as that happened, bond prices improved. And then on Thursday, a weaker than expected ISM services number initially had a similar effect, but you know, with the combination of the weak data and, and other events around the world, the markets you know are realizing the chance of a Fed rate cut is improving. Yeah. Uh, both stocks yeah. and bonds improved on the day. Friday, the jobs number, the number of jobs created was about as expected. The unemployment rate did fall to a new record low. But the key point of the data had to do with wage inflation, which was lower than expected. And, and that kind of adds more justification to the Fed to cut rates. And in fact, during the week, the chance of an October rate cut increased from about 40% to 75%. So it's basically in the market. Looking out further, a December rate cut, the chance grew from uh, 17% to 37%. So the market is really feeling like the Fed's going to come in and help with uh, certainly one and very possibly two rate cuts before year end. Other report from last week that was worth mentioning was the construction spending data. It showed a small miss to the downside, but when you look inside it, Spending yeah. on residential investments was a very nice increase. So this is just one good more number. piece. We've had very good housing market numbers over the last couple of weeks. And then, Dave, looking at the week ahead, of course, things like the trade talks that are supposed to take effect, uh, supposed to be held on Thursday and Friday of this week will be a big event to watch for. On Wednesday, the minutes of the September Fed meeting will be released at 2 o'clock. Fed Chairman Powell has multiple speeches this week, today, tomorrow, and Wednesday. Any one of those, I guess, none of them are specifically on target, but you never know what kind of question might come up and the answer be given. We'll get inflation data this week. Both the producer price index for September and the consumer price index will be released this week. And, of course, the consumer price index is the bigger of the two. It comes out on Thursday at 8.30 Eastern time. So it would be time to be watching the market. Good job, Joe. That's a good job. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, I've I've actually locked my rate right at the bottom of the cycle this last week. So I locked my refinance in. That's a good job. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. You're doing a great job. Appreciate you being here. For the sake of time, we're going to run right on over to Alice and get right into Alice Alvey is joining us. She is CMB Vice President of Education for Union Home Mortgage, Master CMB. And uh, we're just so grateful to have you. And she sent me a note, Dave, I'm not feeling well, but thank you for dialing in and participating as best you can, Alice. Appreciate you. Thanks, Dave. Hi, listeners. Yeah, so if I sound a little funny, it's just uh, this really bad cold. <laughs> I got a cold in my nose. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Oh, boy. Anyway, I'm going to keep it simple and just give you a highlight of some of the dates you need to keep in mind coming up over the next, between October and November. So first of all is the HUD single unit approval goes into effect October 15th. Now, uh, most lenders are using case number as of that date just simply to be able to manage it. If you've got a loan in process and you want to try and figure out if you can go ahead and use the new HUD single unit approval process, uh, check with your company to see what they might be able to do. But gen- the general consensus is we're going by case numbers as of that date. So that does open up the door so you don't have to send in a full project review, but that as a company you'll be able to work with single units again back on FHA loans. The other note for November 21st, we have the National Flood Insurance Program CAN has been kicked down the road to November 21st of 2019, so you get another 30 days or so reprieve before you have to start thinking about that again. 
And then last but not least, just a reminder about temporary authority. A lot of articles out there talk about transitional licensing. A lot of people are still using that term. I just want to remind everybody you need to use the term temporary authority for the new SAFE Act provisions that go into effect November 24th. What this means is if you are moving from a bank to a lender, you still have to apply for a license. You're just granted temporary authority until you finish the education and the testing for a short period of time. This same process applies if you're adding a state. So please use the right terminology. Make sure you still know I've got to file my application. I've got to meet some basic criteria in order to originate loans. There's no such thing as a transitional licensing. You still apply for a license and then you have temporary authority. So that's the the headlights. That's uh, 11-24, November 24th. Those are my highlights for today, Dave, and I'll kick it back to you. Good job. And if you want to go back and listen to her highlights, Alice's highlights, you can go to our website, look at on lending, and look for the regulars on the menu item there. Download. You can listen to all of Alice's or Alan's or Andy's or Joe's or Les's. All of them are there, and you can listen to it on a download. Alice, we do get a lot of people to listen to you on a downloaded basis because you give out so much information in such a short amount of time. And looking forward to having you sitting with me at the booth here in Austin, recording booth, as we record at the Empower event. It'll be so much fun. Thank you. Appreciate you. Let's get over to Alan, good friend Alan Pollock, who is a Mr. Technology with this week's weekly tech update. Alan, how are you doing, friend? Recovered from the tech conference, from the mortgage, from the digital conference? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm back to normal. 60 or so demos. My eyes were, were, you know, they were like Max Hedrum. They were sort of going in and out after a while, but it was a lot of fun. So Uh, I've got some interesting stuff stuff this week. I was going to talk to you about the therapy cat, but really this article fits so well with today. So last week, Forbes published its 100 CEOs, or they call them the most creative and successful business minds of today, really focused around innovation. And there was a lot of backlash because out of 100, there was only one woman. And it was Ross Storrs, CEO, Barbara Rentler, and a photo of her wasn't even included. She was number 75. The backlash has been hundreds and hundreds of people, CEOs of Fortune 500 companies, writing back saying, you know, how ridiculous this is. The Washington Post put this article out there. It's labeled, We Blew It. Forbes names 99 men and only one woman on its list of most innovative leaders. So obviously we have a long way to go. Great <laughs> yeah. content when we get to the second half of the, of the, of the podcast. A couple quick things I wanted to bring up. The first one, I love this one. Compass Analytics, as we know, they were acquired by Black Knight Financial. Their new Compass PPE. I know a lot of people have been talking in the last couple of months that they've got this new product coming out. So it does a brand new side-by-side product comparison which allows originators to compare three different loan programs at one time, as well as different enhancements to the pricing, concessions, and so forth. Probably nothing that you would think shouldn't be there, but when you think about pricing technology, it's come a long way. There's a lot more data. Interactive screens provide you more, less clicks, more information, so you may want to check that out. They also put out Compass Point, which is a pooling optimizer that streamlines high-balance loan optimization bands on a month-to-month delivery parameter. So now when you think of the execution on the secondary side of those transactions, now we're taking the data and we're providing more ingenuity and fluidity to that process, right? And then they also put out a rate sheet and margin tool, which, which is more enhanced than before, they say, 
and it gives you basically an efficient model to see margin structures across channel and branch. So check out Compass PP&E. I thought that was an interesting uh, release. Yes. This one, David, is great. Quicken Loans. Whether you like them or not, it doesn't matter. Uh, and I think most people like them. <laughs> it, depends right? if you're quick, it depends if you're applying with them or competing against them, whether you like that's them right, or not. That's right. Yeah, yeah, so and, and today we're not going to talk about anything other than that they now can do e-closings, the first one in all 50 states. And so if you remember, first, their hmm. first e-closing was in November of 2017. That's right. And now they've completed 96% of all electronic mortgage closings in the country, according to MERS. They have three formats. They do an in-person hybrid. They have an electronic in-person IPEN notarization. And then, of course, they do the RON, the remote online notarization. So right. they're all facilitated by Quicken Loans and with AMROC. And then, David, you know, this is interesting, Tech Girls. So, again, on the topic of today, there is a company out there. I am going to reach out to them. I'd love to bring them onto the show. We'll interview them. Uh, their mission is to inspire middle school girls to explore the possibilities of technology that empowers them in their future careers. Not enough young mm. ladies really understand that there's a good place for them in technology and innovation. And so their vision, Tech Girls, and it's T-E-C-H-G-I-R-L-Z, is um, really to, to, to help provide camps and workshops and training plans. You can donate money. They even take high school girls who have gone through the program and use them as mentors. And you also can facilitate. You can do a TED Talk as an adult. Uh, they do take people from within different industries. So if you're interested in paying it forward and helping the future technology leaders to make it to that Forbes list, unfortunately, it shouldn't, they're already there that Forbes just messed up. But anyways, the workshops and camps, all kinds of ways to get involved, or you can donate. You want to check it out. Uh, they've even got great articles on there. One of them is, Can Toys Teach Kids How to Code? So check it out, Tech Girls. And uh, David, I'm looking forward to the second half of uh, today's podcast. I am too. Great, great content. Excellent job. You know, kudos to Dan Gilbert and Bill Emerson at Quicken and Rocket for pushing the envelope. They just keep challenging the industry to do more, do better. First lender doing all mortgages in all states. That's excellent. Good job. Kudos to Dan and Bill and the whole team there at Quicken. We, we, we have clients that love them and a lot of them hate them. It's all jealousy. So anyway, appreciate that. Appreciate it, Alan. Looking forward to having you participate in the Hot Topic segment. One of the Sounds things good. I want to talk about, folks, I was in Chicago this last week with our friends Finastro. We're grateful for their sponsorship. Third largest fintech company in the world. And uh, their mortgage bot mobile delivers app-like experience, and they're through their mortgage loan origination. So new release, you can have your own branding, your own fonts, your own scheme, and you're in business. It's simple to use, straightforward, and questions that your customers get are really targeted to them. I got to tell you, as they say in there, without mentioning Rocket Mortgage, it's faster than a rocket. I love their marketing. Check them out. Text me, and I'll put you in touch with Dan Putney. Uh, over at Finastra, Dan and I, if you saw us at the at the piano, we were at the Palmer House in Chicago. Fabulous old hotel, historical place. And Dan and I were at the piano along with the guy that runs up all their data. And so Steve Hoke, we were clowning around the piano. A lot of people commented on that on LinkedIn. So if you saw the picture there, that's big Dan at the piano. So appreciate the opportunity to work with them. Check them out. Grateful to have them as an advertiser. Andy Shell, kind of wish you would have been sitting around the piano there with us. You, uh, yeah, I can bang on anything, Dave. And, and now that it's official, we got to say, and here's Dr. Shell, the prophet doctor. Well, thank you, Dave. You're so kind. I would have loved to have been there with you at the piano so I could. I'm a drummer, as you are a vocalist, and it's fun to jam for sure. 
So it right is. to the point. Well, we get to jam on this podcast together. We podcast, exactly. we, we jam on this real well. So what you got? Exactly right. So keeping it short so we can have all the time for Marsha and Adam. So we just ended the third quarter. September the 30th is past. So accounting's busily working away to get the financials ready to go. So accounting's reconciling things and counting things and measuring things and getting ready to produce financial statements. Now, these financial statements are pretty standardized and they get handed out and people maybe glance at them and then put them on the shelf. And you kind of wonder, well, why don't they pay attention? Well, I can tell you one reason. I think they're boring to look at. It's black letters on white paper and a stack of numbers, and there's, that's all there is to it. I think this is just ugly looking. So let's, let's make the numbers better to understand by putting them in charts and graphs and making it so, so that good. we can help people see what the numbers are. And then beyond just making the numbers easier to read, let's focus on helping people understand what they say. So frequently accounting will just produce the reports, hand them out, done. And I would say that that's half the job. Getting the numbers is where it starts, but it ends with the reader of the financial statement understanding what it said. And I think that's super, super important that people actually understand what the financial report says so we can make it easier to look at by using charts and graphs, and we can even put colors on the lines, and we can provide an English description of the results. So all of these things help. So along the same line, this Wednesday in two days – I teach a class through the MBA on advanced accounting. Now, there's two more sessions left. This one tomorrow or this on Wednesday is on hedge accounting. And it also talks about the impact of the pipeline profits on mortgage company financial statements. So in this class, I I show how to use graphs to help management understand accounting. And I, I go through all the hedging activity and how to record the debits and credits for all that stuff. But even beyond that, it's how to understand what happened. Does this really make sense? And then also, how does the pipeline profit affect the bottom line? And why is it that changes in volumes don't seem to make sense? So I cover extensively how to make it make sense. Because if accounting can't understand it, then how in the world is management ever going to get there? So accounting has to understand it, and then accounting has to be able to produce reports that are understandable and be able to explain it to management. I cover all this on this Wednesday. You can go to mba.org forward slash education. Sign up for the webinar. It's really cheap. Like if you remember, it's basically free. So there's no reason to not understand this. And right now, with volumes going up and down, especially if rates tick up again and volumes start to decline, the profit's going to look really weird because of the pipeline profit. So let's understand what this does and how it works. Get in front of it. Be able to explain it to everybody, not just management, but everybody around you. Talk about accounting. Explain what happens. So there you go, Dave. Good job. You know what? So another reason why putting it in a graph is so important. Tell me. Do you know how many CEOs of companies are dyslexic? Oh, and yeah. seeing numbers because I have had dyslexia. I've overcome a lot of that. But the persp- there's a book out there called The Gift of Dyslexia, and I was shocked at the studies. There are over 50% of executives. It's actually much higher than that, but I don't have the statistics accurately memorized. But it is over half of CEOs today. That's a common denominator. There's dyslexia because what does it take to be a good CEO, a visionary? And visionaries 
typically see things, communicate things in pictures, and they are best communicated, too, in pictures. You are most successful when you communicate in the language and the method that is best received by that. So, Andy, good job. I appreciate that. A really good, great perspective. Exactly right. So important. That's why I always enjoyed you drawing pictures when we work together and when we work with clients together. So you do a great job. Appreciate it. Appreciate it so much. Get a hold of Andy Shell at andy at mbs-team.com. Good friend, great contributor to all of this. Appreciate it. As you know, where you're listening live, this is a transition point where you're going to listen live. You just continue on listening. We're going to get into the hot topic segment. For those of us who are listening on a downloaded basis, this ends our weekly update on the downloaded basis. Before I go, I just want to say a special thank you to our sponsors who make this podcast possible. Black Knight, Open Mortgage, Finastra, Resex, Warehouse Lending Division of United Bank, the MBA, Lenders One, the Mortgage Collaborative, the CMLA, Velma, Knowledge Coop, Vidyard, and AI Assist, and more coming. You're interested in advertising, get to our website, contact Paul, who is our producer. He's, he makes this thing all come together. It sounds so good. Thank you, everyone. Have a great week, and look forward to seeing you back here next week. You've been listening to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.